Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. This week on Erotic Awakening, power exchange in crisis, BSing with BTL, and watercolor kink. But before we get started, a quick shout out to our Patreon supporter, The Wabat. Among other perks, Patreon supporters get discounts to Dan and Dawn events, like the upcoming Power Exchange Unconference on December 7th. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. This week on the podcast, we are in our mobile studio. Oh, we are in the mobile studio. In uh, some bed and breakfast in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And um, podcast listeners have heard (laughs) us. Podcast listeners. listeners. Uh, have heard us talk about the Kevin and Katie, and here they are in person. Woo-woo! Here we are in person. Yay. <laughs> uh, they've complained about not being on the podcast for ten years, so... Even yeah. though we've only known them for five, so it's kind of weird. How long have we known you fuckers? Six? Um, the year before your first Power Exchange Summit. When you went to Lubricill you for yeah. the first time. Oh, that's nine. 2010. Okay, yeah. yeah your so title what? year. Nine? Wow. Yeah, because PXS just had number seven, and we met right before that. No. So maybe the February before that. And how long have you been doing podcasts? Ten. Okay. Just over ten. So the same amount of time that we've not been on mm-hmm. the podcast as... We we've... were waiting until <laughs> the special show, because which show is this? This is the special episode 499. <laughs> yes, it literally is. <laughs> yeah. is so special. This so is you, episode so you could have waited one episode? We could have waited one more for 500. We're going to do something special for 500. Oh, Way specialer than this. Something else. So, I'm sure you guys would be happy. You guys would be happy to wait ten years to be on here again. The way they're treating you. Terrible. <laughs> Do we have to take turns talking? No, because no. we're kind of just like doing this. The only time that comes into play is when I do um, uh, when I type up the script okay. later, and then the the um, thing that I use the Temi right. that I told you about when I use that. She gets really mixed up with who's saying what. When the, uh, what, do you, what do you call that? Uh, transcribing. The transcribing. Yes. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. So that's. And the also, time. the transcribing doesn't recognize when Dawn does this stuff with her hands. With my hands. So, so, but you like guys that. saw what, what I was do. doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're not one of the three million downloaded people. Anyway. Four hundred ninety-nine. Episode four ninety-nine. <laughs> so today on the podcast, the question of the day is, uh, and we're particularly happy to have Kevin and Katie on the podcast because you guys have been in the power exchange relationship for at least a year. At least. How long have you guys been doing this thing? 17. Okay. So like us, you guys have been doing this for quite a while. Our question is, how do you deal with catastrophic events in a power exchange relationship? Yeah. I, and, wish, yeah, I wish I'd written the uh, listener's name down, but I did not. But that is the question. Yeah, it came from one of our listeners. And mm-hmm. the, the trick is when you are in, well, life has catastrophic events. Pets die, houses get foreclosed on, people lose jobs, people get diseases. Things you don't expect, kids grow up and move out, right? What's catastrophic for you? Might that be wasn't catastrophic. catastrophic, that was a, a celebration. Ce- celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but still, things happen, yeah. You only say that because the kids don't listen to the podcast. I have a feeling that one daughter-in-law does. She knows a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> so we, you... we, we bought our kid luggage for their 18th birthday and said, Happy birthday. Make sure you fill those. So that wasn't a catastrophic event. No. No. That was a celebration. But for some people it is. It's very, very hard on them. Absolutely. So have you guys had any, and I don't know, I don't necessarily, you don't have to tell us about the event per se, but how do you deal with those huge deal, those life altering events, you know, like losing a job or having a house burned down or whatever? 
And I, I think that giving the context of what was the catastrophe in, yeah. in briefness um, actually will help. I think so too. And knowing part of your guys' story and knowing that you guys did it differently than how we did at least one of ours. I'm trying to think. Mm. Some of it's the same, some of it's different. Yeah. So it's just going to be neat to have a conversation. So yeah, so how, so I can think of the one big catastrophe. Mm-hmm. There so, could be so, more. How do now, you guys deal with here's, it? Here's an example. Couple? I mean, do you guys do this? I've certainly heard many people say this. When things like that, huge fucking deals happen, we put the power exchange on hold, we figure it out, and then we go back to power exchange. Yes, we've heard that as well. And... And so we, we have a variant of that, maybe. Um, our We had a total loss house fire uh, burned to the ground um, while we were out at a Christmas pageant and um, came back home to um, Nothing. A, a two-story blaze, and um, that wasn't much fun. Um, we had so much to manage, so much to solve, so much to get through, that and Katie, as a slave, is in a vulnerable position. It it, it um, requires a lot of her to um, give and and that's not particularly clear. It I needed to still be the leader, but not have a lot of demands of her as a follower. Okay, mm. and I also needed um, because my position of following Kevin. Makes me um, vulnerable and makes me a little softer. And to be in a situation that was extremely emotional and very, very stressful, um, I needed to kind of step out of being that soft and be a little more powerful to actually get through without crumbling. She needed to armor up just a little, but she still was in a follower role. And so, because of our style of power exchange, um, we an executive power exchange. Um, I said to her, you have many tasks to do. I delegate these tasks to you. Do those things. Do them well. I'm not going to micromanage you. I'm not going to scene with you. I'm not going to, you know, push, make, make push you fun. around and, and smash you on the bed and, and uh, you know, make you, make you crawl, make you do... I'm not going to do power exchange things at you. I'm going to require you to be competent and and powerful and busy and still be my follower and and bring me things that I need to make decisions on. And otherwise, I need you to make many decisions and do many things without consulting even. Just And I think that um the fact that I mean you say oh your house burnt down you had to buy new clothes and furniture and find somewhere to live. Uh, but you also, at the same time, are getting investigated for the crime and deciding whether or not you're at fault for that. And um, we have a we have an Asperger child that was everything that was home and routine mm. was gone. Right. And so no, you, we have investigations. We're having to list everything that we've lost. We have um, Daniel needed to be taken care of and, and recreate his world as quickly as possible and as completely as possible plus still be Kevin's follower, the demands were super, super high. And to and I'm a pretty I'm a pretty get her done kind of person, but if Kevin puts me like into subspace when we're playing or fucking or whatever thing, I become a l I become softer, I become weaker, I kind of through all those barriers. And I would probably just have cried and cried and cried and cried when we needed to go. We needed to get those things done. So I I would say that it wasn't on hold, but our relationship style is very flexible and very adaptable 
and um, that's one of the things we really love about that is when when we need things from each other um, from our dynamic we can kind of just just flex together and adapt to that and when crisis came in this is the way we we found that we went through that one best so there wasn't a spot where we said okay it's on hold until X time when it's time to do it some more but we did have some some clear discussions about um, I'm not going to goof you up because now isn't a um, an appropriate, responsible time to to crack that armor. I, I I don't need to bring you to your knees in this time. That's what I, I think. That's what I was just going to say. Goof goof you up. What does that mean? So and, and you mean like put her in the headspace by dropping her to her knees and things like that. And, and you, you wouldn't have been able to handle that. No. Your, your armor would have cracked. Yeah. And okay, I get that. It's kind of like, you know so. how when people, sometimes you're sad and you're doing okay and mm-hmm. you're managing things and then somebody hugs you and then all you can do is cry all yeah, the right. And you're yeah. okay. It's kind of like that's, that was that barrier of just, can we please make, you know, do all these things and do them as fast as possible and do them well and not have you, have to deal with all that right now. There's there's a space for that, and it's not in these this section of time. So what I'm hearing is is that you guys stayed in power exchange. It just shifted a little bit yeah. with how you did it, yeah. right? Someone was still in charge. Someone was still following, but you're still very powerful, which I see most slaves as very powerful people to begin with, right? So and um, but I do hear a lot, a lot. We have talked to some people that were like, oh my God, we just couldn't handle it as master and slave. That was too much extra work for us. So we set the collar aside and, you know, did our own things. And I'm sitting here going, oh, that's my foundation. That would totally destroy me. We tried that once. Now we recommend to people not to do that if it's your foundation. If it's your play, Mm. different. But if it's your foundation, wow, just... Yeah, roll that, with that, it that like you guys did. That would have been an additional terrible thing to do to Katie. Not only have you lost your home and all the things that, that make a home, also our relationship now isn't clear anymore. Right. You have no clarity about who's going to make that decision. You have no clarity about where we stand. You have no clarity about... Um, and then have to rebuild it afterwards. Then you have to make the decision afterwards. of Okay, we're going back into power exchange. Yeah. Who's in charge? Yeah. Who's doing it? How do what, we work? get yeah. out of those bad habits you've just created or whatever? Um, I wanted to add that we, when we teach people, um, sometimes we come across them and we actually advise them that perhaps they should put their power exchange on hold. And that's a very controversial thing to say in our community is to say, maybe you need to get off your knees and fix this. And then what we, <coughs> the times Sorry. that we usually will advise people on that is if there's been a down, um, a broken trust, mm. lying, cheating, whatever that equals in your in your agreed arrangement. But if if the especially if the person that is following has had damaged trust, to be able to follow while you that that relationship heals and rebuilds and repairs that in a very vulnerable position, that's very very difficult. Sometimes you have to stand up just to save the relationship. Get off your knees, stand up, do the repairs, and then say, okay, now I trust you enough to follow and to fall and to be vulnerable again. And that's one advice is when we would say, put maybe put it aside. It's better than totally um, destroying the relationship. So potentially if this ca- catastrophe is not external to the relationship, but is caused within the relationship, then setting it aside might make sense. So okay. if somebody was um, non-consensually 
um, infidelity right. of some sort, right. that, then you might say, yeah, the right thing to do in this catastrophe is set that aside. And we get that question a lot, too, what, did, what to do with broken trust. So that would be a catastrophe, in a, an internal relationship catastrophe in, in certain cases. So that's true. I was thinking more of the loss, ha- loss of house, loss of yeah. dog, and things like that. But no, we, we get asked that all the time. What do you do when, when trust has been mm-hmm. broken? Well, so. one of the things that I was thinking about that is important in a power exchange is that, um, and and I'm reminded of when the dog, uh, our dog Elsie, who was on the podcast, by the oh, way, Elsie, if, if you listen to the old podcast, sure, you'll first hear couple, her. first hundred or two, she. Running around with her dog collar, and you yep, you hear the jingles. Um, there was a point where she developed cancer, and we had the option of either amputating her leg and part of her hip, or having her go to our local. Oh, uh, there's a dog chemotherapy option, um, or putting her down, and that's the point where I, as master, I knew what the right thing to do was. Don knew what the right thing to do was. But didn't want to do it. But somebody has to step up and say, I am making this decision. We are going to go ahead and put the dog down. The chemotherapy for a dog does not give them... Quality of life. A quality of life. Mm. And having them, you know, the cancer chopping the leg off in their hip and not actually getting rid of the cancer does not... So, no, we're going to go ahead and put the dog down. Very painful for both of us. But somebody has to, in these situations, it's valuable to know somebody's going to make the decision... And accept the responsibility of that. Um, and that could be for the, we are kicking the kid out because the kids decided that they're 18 and they don't have to listen anymore. Um, or... We did, we did that. I wasn't going to admit that it was our kid. I'm just, in oh, general... I'm sorry. No, we have been through <laughs> um, that. You know, so sometimes it's just Losing a matter the house of with the layoffs that, and that power exchange, that leader steps up and says, I'm leading, this is the hard choice, and I will accept the responsibility of that hard choice. Um, I have an example of like diving way deeper into the dynamic through crisis, which as a contrast, um, like I said before, we, we are very flexible about how our power exchange looks depending on what life is demanding or where we are or what our health is and such. And at a certain point, um, a few years ago, I ended up very, very ill. I was actually in need of emergency surgery and nobody was recognizing it. So I ended up very, very ill. And um, we were in the midst of trying to finish a renovation on a house because we needed to get it on the market and and flip it. And um, so we were both doing our projects in the house and stuff. And at some point, because of being ill but still really wanting to be there with Kevin and help him, I really ran out of all resilience and all ability to really be have any um, autonomy in my actions. Well, and at that point, we didn't know that you were like crisis kind no, of we ill. Didn't. We thought that you were not doing well, but still could manage yeah. to function, just not like. Yeah, we no no doctors had told us how you know, what I was actually dealing with. So it was like, I'm still certainly functional. So what I ended up doing then was because I felt really overwhelmed is I said to Kevin, I, I cannot brainstorm and find solutions and be self-driven. Just tell me the next thing you need me to do and I will do it. Tell me exactly what you need me to do. I will do it. And then I'll come to you and I'll say it's done and you can tell me the next thing. And so I, I actually requested of him to micromanage me because it was for me to be even more 
slave, more follower in that situation was my best way to function and, and to actually feel him caretaking and saying, this is too much or this is too hard. Or if you really want to help, sit on the floor and put nails into the subflooring every four inches. You just sit there. You don't have to move around. Just, you know, put these nails in. And to find ways that I could contribute and him to be even more of a leader than ever before. So that's very different from the other crisis because... Mm-hmm. Mm, not more of a leader, but more micromanagement. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was poorly worded. Thank you. Um, and I guess the, the extension of that is... Post-surgery and during recovery, I did all the dishes. I scrubbed her hair. I, you know, showered her. I, I did the caretaking, which also wasn't a change or, or wasn't a loss or a, a, a end to the power exchange. We didn't stop. I didn't stop being the leader because I was doing the dishes and doing the vacuuming and, you know, washing her. Mm-hmm. Um, that was me caring for my property right. as, as a good owner. Right. Um, that's changing the oil in my car. It's, you know. <laughs> Baby, and you can change my oil any day. And, give, will, and giving it a wax job. I will lube the fuck out of you. So, um, so, um, and, and, and I know that is true. Because when I was cleaning the floor on oh my, my hands and knees and she cried, it still felt like a power exchange because <laughs> yes. that was that You're was the right way to clean so the floor. Mean. Yeah. We have mops, but he decided since he was doing that, he might as well be on the floor in front of me scrubbing. <laughs> you know, but that's hard for some people to imagine. I can remember Dan doing the dishes in our first apartment and another master walking into our apartment and seeing him doing the dishes and was totally mortified. Mm-hmm. And Dan's like, why? I'm the one that's got the time. I decided to do this. It's my choice, right? You know, and to, to drive that home a little bit that he's had to drive home with me too. You know, when I've had surgeries and stuff, he'd make sure I'm, in, I'm on Percocet because I'll hurt myself trying to get off the chair or whatever, trying to take care of him. So. He makes sure I take my Percocet so I can't move. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he drugs me up. <laughs> you know, and just to, to wrap up the whole uh, catastrophic thing, I've had to do the same thing with Dawn. Um, where she had surgery and I got to take care of it. And, and I feel like I got to take care of shit for a while. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to keep the jobs, but it's nice to do laundry sometimes and do the dishes yeah. and put it, shit away. It was, nice. it was cool getting out the owner's manual and figuring out how that washing machine works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it sings a little song. When it's done, it goes... <laughs> right? I mean, it's now, had, had it been more than a couple of weeks, I would have got a slave to take care of that stuff. To be a slave slave. You say that because you have temp slave. Yes, I did, I, we did a temp yes, slave for a while. We did a temp slave for a while with my elbow. Yeah. Um, so there you go. So the solution to how do you deal with catastrophic events is it depends. Rely mm-hmm. on whatever your, your relationship's about and emphasize it or de-emphasize it. It's just very, depends on the situation, but it should not end the power exchange itself. It is just, it means just like any other situation, right? It gets, it gets a little modified. If you leave for a week to go on a trip, then our power exchange gets a little modified. Mm-hmm. If I go away on a three-month sabbatical, it modifies, but it doesn't mean anything changes. So. And, and we've had, at this point, I don't know, depends on who you are and how you define catastrophic event, lots of them. Mm-hmm. We, we, have, we are just wrapping one up with me 
and my employment, uh, which ended up not being an event at all. So there you go. Do whatever you need to do. Uh, now you guys will have to sit here uncomfortably while we continue to do the podcast. <laughs> and actually, we'll go ahead and just ask you the sexy question of the day. Oh, I you like guys. that better. Oh, is there a sexy question of the day? Yes. I just awesome. got this off the internet. Okay. All right. Who wants to go first? I, I, we have to hear the question first, don't we, before that's we volunteer? Not, no, no. That's, that's not, not the way this podcast works. With me. Now you have to go first. <laughs> okay. How fast can you get there? Um, with Kevin, probably... 27 seconds. Wow. And <laughs> Kevin, how fast can you get there? Um, with, without, no. <laughs> well. With and without. No, just kidding. Um, so, so I'm, I'm trying to recreationally get off as quick as I can. I, I didn't um, write this question. I'm reading. That's your interpretation. Um, if I was recreationally trying to get off as quick as I could, under a minute. What would be the situation that it's not recreational? Um. <laughs> do you have a side job that I'm not a sperm donor. <laughs> um, sorry for Kevin's cough. Yeah, He's being so, great. sorry for the cough. Um, you're right. Yeah, that probably probably that adjective wasn't a necessary probably adjective. If, if the goal was. I think instead of recreation, if the goal was to come as quick as we could, like grab a girl, throw her on the counter, and then just do her and dump a load, and right. then get go watch the football game. That was, that was like that was mm-hmm. great. Okay, except, I know. except for the football game it. part, that sounds like my perfect life. So under a minute. Under a minute. If it was the intention. Mm-hmm. If that was my goal. Okay. Round the circle. Let's go. <laughs> me, I'm harder than that. It takes me a while. It does. So I might be able to do it under five at this point. It depends what I'm when you thinking got, about. When you do the Kadishti woman's masturbation circle. Oh, that is true. You put a and timer out I there. How long is the timer? Well, the timer is 20 minutes. Okay. So the timer is 20 minutes and you can do it as many times as you want in that 20 minutes. Or if you don't reach orgasm within 20 minutes, it's still hands in the air when the timer goes off. But um, no, I bet I can do it under five at this point, depending... Depending if I've been reading first, depending if I've been, <laughs> how prepped warm I up. am, if there's warm up, what I'm, what I'm fantasizing the, about. Depending on the tool, right? I mean, right. Do, do you or get depending on the tool, yeah. Yes, sir. So I've never done a Sibian. I hear you can go really fast on the Sibian, but I've never done one. They so, actually don't go anywhere. They're pretty static. Are they pretty static? <laughs> I don't really do vibro toys, though. I get off faster with... My own hand or being fucked rough. Being fucked rough. Or punching the pussy. Holy cow. Can ah. I, I can get all fast on that now. What about you? Uh, punching the I, pussy never does anything for me. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it never gets me off when I get punched in the pussy. <laughs> oh. uh, and for the animal rights activists, we are talking about cunts. Yes. <laughs> And for the Australians, we mean actual physical vaginas. And <laughs> stop. Stop. I'll stop right there. He's trying not to answer the question. What's no, the question? I, I, uh, clearly, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with under a minute in the right circumstance, right situation. And we have literally done the football version of what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Don had to convince me that it is super hot. Just stop oh, by yeah. for lunch. Throw me over the arm of the couch. Right. And just, just fuck me and then go right back to work and... and that's a lot of, and, and not to get too deep into this question, but a lot of American right. culture is taught, guys are taught, last as long as you can. And Dawn teaches me, no, no, it's super hot to not last. 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes if, long is good, but... So, we, we just were reading the stat that... Oh, a study was done. How, how long is the average intercourse that a person has? So, not foreplay or anything else, mm-hmm. but the actual From the insertion? point of penetration yeah. like, we're talking to pe- completion. Yeah. And that is, that is international? Yes. Or national? No, oh, national. It was, it was like... U.S.? Yes. Okay. It was three minutes. People spend actually connected. Wow. The average number is three minutes. I've seen a lot of porn that makes me wonder <laughs> if those guys are normal. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I've heard actually well, that just, they get needles in the dick to get some kind of a... A nerve block so you don't... Yeah. Or, or rub, huh. rub some like numbing cream on or something. So, I don't know. So... I was going to say three minutes is kind of sad, but I guess it depends how much foreplay and stuff is done as well. Yeah, yeah but, oh, yeah, but I mean, and there's so many factors. Like, did yeah. you actually, like, how many people only get sex once a month, so when they finally get it, they're yeah. like, boom, and right. done, you know? And we all right. have those moments, too. Um, yeah, for some reason, we've had a dry spell because of, like, this cold I'm working on. Then all, of a, <laughs> then all of a sudden, the next sex is like, oh, sorry, Katie. Oh, 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 guess... <laughs> Guess, uh, I, I think it's funny that you called it a dry spell. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I meant. Um, yeah, so some, sometimes it's super short just because of, of need. Yeah. But And like I said, sometimes to me it's hot, hot, hot. You know, if, it, if it's a quickie and you just come home, throw me over the couch, fuck me, leave me like that, and then pull up your pants and walk out and go to work, I'm like... That is so fucking yeah, hot. Yeah, I'm going to be thinking about that all day Yes. Long. Speaking of which, yes, we just came back from an event not too long ago, two, three weeks ago, Endless Summer, Endless Poly Summer. Yes. We did, the, at the end of this event, you guys haven't heard the story, at the end of the event, there's this big circle, everybody gets around and has this big, oh, okay, you guys have to leave now, let's look and give you appreciation and all that. And we were standing in the middle of the circle and doing this, and we did the appreciation thing. It's like, all right, we're out of here. We're going. We're leaving. And I walked out of this big, huge tent thing, and somebody shouted, you forgot your pants. Because I had. I would forgotten my pants. He was in his underwear. Yeah, because yeah, it was really hot in there. It was a clothing optional <laughs> event. I left. Totally forgot my pants. And I'd go back and get them. So if I ever bend you over the couch and fuck you, Make, Make sure, sure you have your pants exactly. on when you go back to work. Yes. like yes. that. One of the things that Dawn's enjoys is tentacles. You get any new tentacles, Dawn? I did. So Kelly on Facebook sent me pics of tentacle nipple jewelry. So I kind of wish I was still pierced because they were really hot. We are, awesome. we are currently traveling. We are, like I said, we're in the um, mobile studio. If you'd like to know where we are, you have to head over to the Instagram. We just put a picture of Dan and Dawn sitting in a chair. Oh, it sounds it's so, so exciting. It's so cute. It is <laughs> We're sitting cute. in a chair. So awesome. You can find us at Instagram and the picture of the day, and we are on the Instagram as Erotic Awakening. So we've also got a new subscriber to the newsletter, and I just put out a newsletter yesterday. So, yep. so, so they probably got this, and it was Haven Sebastian from Los Angeles. And uh, people that got the newsletter got to see that we put a special announcement in there about the Beyond the Love event coming up in uh, November, November here in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast for some... Six years? Six years, perhaps? Seven years ago? I, I don't it know. It seven, was quite a while ago. It used to be... We had a guest host on the podcast, kind of a guest show called BSing with Beric and Sheba. They have since gone off to their own podcast, but they will be at the Beyond the Love. Uh, they are one of the presenters this year, and 
They actually, I believe, in year one of that event, they were our keynote speakers. They did some kind of a 10 poly things you should know sort of thing. Do you remember that? Um, barely. Barely. So that was a long time ago. So they were our keynote for Beyond the Love when it started. Kevin and Katie, you've keynoted Beyond the Love at least once. No, I'm sorry. Power Exchange Summit. Power Exchange Summit. Event, right. at least Don't once. spread that rumor. People are already <laughs> knocking on our door at home waiting now. <laughs> And so go ahead over to beyondlove.org, get your tickets, a new super low price of only $69 for a one-of-a-kind event. So, and it is being held at the Columbus Space this year, so hotels going through renovations, so they decided to move it instead of being in all the dust, and yay, we will see you there. And there you go. So we're going to go back to vacation. You can go back to vacation as soon as you take a moment to support the podcast. Yes. What about kink and watercolor? I'm dying here. Oh, there was kink and watercolor. What was that? That really wasn't anything. We earlier today <laughs> at the um, gosh, yeah, at uh, as we're on our vacation little trip, running around, we went into the arts district, and and you guys actually engaged the watercolor painter guy, uh, which I assume is a professional artist because his art sells for a lot of work. His money, name. money. Sells for a lot of money. Money? Is that how you get art? Yes, that's <laughs> oh, jeez. I've been doing this totally wrong. Well, why do you make me give him head then? <laughs> for the postcard. I don't understand yes. it at all. Uh, he actually, did you notice how many kinky watercoloring paintings he had? Zero. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. So there's a market, I think. There's a market niche that he didn't cover. And probably won't happen here. <laughs> Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Or make them come on the podcast. Ooh, that's Ooh. what we do. So if you like what we're doing, head over to patreon.com slash erotic awakening and take a look at the options like discounted stuff, extra content, and more. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan. Bye, Kevin and Katie. Bye, Kevin and Katie. Bye. Bye.